Hello friends, I am here again. I am a little bit late. I understand that uh, my plan now and my plan going forward uh, is to release episodes of this podcast uh, every Monday of the week. So I just wanted to, to start that out. And so I'm a little bit late this week, uploading on Wednesday, but uh, right now I'm looking through a window and I see the, uh, the election going on on a screen. So it's kind of stressful times for everyone right now, so please excuse me for that. Um, but to get away from the stressful times uh, about politics, why don't we venture into a roughly hour and a half long conversation with my dear brother entirely about politics. So uh, that's, that's kind of my forewarning for this. It does get pretty political and um, just go in knowing that I, knowing that I acknowledge that both me and my brother can be very wrong. Uh, it's hard to find the truth, but we're just talking about ideas, having a discussion. Um, so just try to hear out all of the ideas presented and um, come at this podcast with a sort of open mind, so to speak. So, yes, thank you and enjoy. And I'll see you next week on Monday, hopefully, crossing my fingers. Hello. Hello. Hey, Sammy, Sammy, Bobammy, Bobammy. <clears throat> I don't know how it goes, but I don't. It, it's a long lost anecdote. Yeah. How are you doing, man? I miss you, bro. I'm doing good. I um just got out of African American Experience, one of my classes. Oh, cool. Um, been playing the new Call of Duty and <laughs> seeing seeing just how bad it is in relation to you know different groups and different it's, it's it's classist and racist is the is the short message really yeah the new call of duty well you know it's it of course it's the way that people do it nowadays which is to be you know completely subtle about it oh what but, about interesting because we're well, jumping right into it yeah we're jumping right into it right from the start you know but i mean what did you expect <laughs> Yeah, but oh, it's just you know, it. Call of Duty has always been political commentary, dis- yeah. and and U.S. war propaganda disguised as a video game. Oh yeah, I totally I believe that too. <laughs> that's that's always been the case. Um, but with this new one, it's it's trying to talk about the the Syrian, the the Syrian war. And the uh, gas attacks in 2019, or I believe they were 2018. And it it really does a half-assed job of, um, it really doesn't, it don't, doesn't try to hide that it's comparing itself with, with real history. But, yeah. you know, like in the little, in the little splash texts that come, come on in the game, it's like, instead of Al-Qaeda, you know, it's, this time it's Al-Qatal. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah. why can't there ever be like like a, a Scottish group of terrorists in Call of Duty? Yeah, or like <laughs> like you know, or like we're gonna something. take back the motherland. But you know, just 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 as I was playing it, I was just like, wow, this is like, you know, this is pretty fucked. Yeah, I ended up buying it. Out like that. 
Yeah, I ended up buying it so I could play the survival mode with friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Video you, games you and I. my thing, man. You uh, and I, Call we Duty, used to play that. Yeah, Call of Duty it may have a lot of uh, issues that it brings up, uh, or that, that it has not brings up. Pretty pretty flawed game in many ways, but the, the redeeming quality of it is the zombies mode. Oh, my yes. goodness. Anyone listening, go check that out. It's a blast. If you ever want to have fun with friends lasting into the early hours of the morning, screaming in anguish because a zombie killed you and you're all the way across the map, (laughs) definitely check that out. Oh, man. You're making me think of all the old LAN parties that we had. Um, Oh, tell everyone about that. If you don't know what a LAN party is, um, LAN parties are... Local area network parties is what they're called. And it's basically where everybody brings over their uh, laptops, computers, video game consoles, or or of anything. And and everybody just sits in a room together, usually the living room. And and there's like 80 different power extension cords. And everybody's all sitting around with, you know, three bottles of Mountain Dew and chips and just the foods imaginable. And what we we got to say first is, is that there's the LAN party. But before that, there's the trip to the store. Exactly. There's, there's the budget. To it. The budget anywhere between five and ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and just just going and, and getting junk food and, and being ready to stay up late and have as much fun as possible. Mm-hmm. Those were the years. I mean, like, well, it, like now you can't have that anymore, right? That's not that's something you can do anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Warning. Not. Not for the current era. Yeah. Wait, wait till uh, there's a vaccine for that. Oh, yeah. Totally going to want to wait till there's a vaccine for that one. Yeah. Oh, man. But no, it, it was so. I remember like every year for your birthday, you just invite all the homies over and we'd all just, you know, load up on stuff like get. Yeah. Like you're saying five bucks worth of soda and you'd get mm-hmm. come back with like 10 two liter bottles because it's so darn cheap. And they'd always be drink, or, or what's the what's the word? I always get that wrong. Drunk. I think that's a family thing. Drink, drunk, drinking. It. It's the same. We're gonna go ahead and create a word. Okay, uh, let's let's call it drunken. Drinking. Oh, oh, hey, oh, it's my roommate. Oh, how are you doing, huh? You coming into my room? Sure. During the podcast. So, so this is the first unofficial third three-person podcast. Yeah. Is that correct? What are your thoughts, Seb? Uh, <laughs> hey, what's your name? Uh, Seb. Sebastian. Seth. It's he's coming in here. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. I'm the brother of of uh, Wes. What what can you say that would be about him that would be appropriate for the podcast? Well, no, no, no. What are your thoughts on local on land parties? On land, land parties are, are cool because, you, you know, you chill with your friend and play video games. So. Yeah, that's exactly. They, the... they sound very fun. Oh, yeah. They're old. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> West West loves to play Smash and lose at it, though. Okay. Well, you know, we don't need to head into personal attacks here. That's not the story we need to go. To. Smash Brothers is what he said? Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers, yes. I played, Dude, we, that was another game that we played all the oh time. Oh my god, the amount of times we'd scream at each other after playing. Oh, oh my god. And it, you know, it's translated perfectly over to college because now I have like four, three roommates that I play with all the time, and we all just yell at each other about like 
No, that's not how you're supposed to play the game. That's cheap, or that's uh, yeah. It's all uh, opinionated. Yo, Wes is probably one of the cheapest players. No, no, no <laughs> way. It's totally Brandon, bro. It's no, it's not. No, it's not. Brandon, <laughs> yeah. Brandon, Brandon, everything by the book. And you, no. you of course, find all the little exploits and stuff. They're not exploits. Yo, you, bro, in melee, the yo-yo glitch. Yo, he where you could. You could stop the yo-yo on Ness at a specific moment in time, and then you could create an additional hitbox outside of your own character that no one could see. You could attack people from all the way across the map, and they what? wouldn't know it. That's crazy. That shit was scuffed. <laughs> scuffed as fuck, man. That was and... dirty looks here. He's giving me dirty looks about my playstyle. Yeah, well, that's something I I always tried to master. I'm sorry to anyone who doesn't know, have a clue of what we're talking about right now. Yeah, we're really getting started in obscurity, aren't we? So what Wes does is that he'll use the TV below the stage, and he'll take his hammer, and he'll he'll use up air while while he's, like, near the edge. It goes through the stage, so it can still attack. Oh, yeah, so, so the, the blade goes through the top of the stage and attacks you while you're trying to edge guard him? Hammer, the hammer. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. <laughs> Broke, don't fix it. That's what exactly. I think. Exactly. Exactly. Shirtless Seb. I'm wearing your shirt. Yeah, he, you, well, you just put one on. Oh, 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 boy, look at it. <laughs> oh, it's Does... my other roommate. Everybody... Oh, really? Everyone feels like they can come into the room. I asked them, who's this I, guy? You guys the room for the next hour, right? Because I'm going to be on this recording with my brother. They're like, nah, man, you're good. You're Yo, all good. No, it's because they want to meet me. It's because you're such an intriguing guy. They want to see if the apple falls close to the tree. What did you say? I said it's, it's because they want to meet you. Or they want to meet me and because you're an intriguing guy. They want to see if the apple falls close to the tree. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. You know. But tell them thanks for trying. Wesley Brown, I believe that very much. Yeah. We're all talking like Borat because uh, we just watched Borat too. Oh, no spoilers! I'm watching that tonight. Oh, okay, yeah, we're watching it again to show our um our our roommate Seb that tonight. So I won't spoil it. But for anyone listening, you you got to go watch that. You you, it's really just such it's so needed right now. That's all I can say without spoiling it. You in for surprise? Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet. You. Okay. What is, what oh my God. podcast? This is the most interesting first ten minutes I've ever had. Okay, close the door now. Thank you. All right. Bye bye now. I'm already gone. Oh my goodness. Sorry to completely derail things like that. It's okay. You know, like what our father used to say: if it happened before the ten minute mark, it didn't matter. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know what that was pertaining to, but you know that that sounds like dad. Um, it it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean no, anything. I, when I, you said you said the apple doesn't uh, fall too far from the tree. I, I that makes me think of uh, when I was a kid. I would always mess up like that, and I would always say the apple doesn't far too fell from the tree. Yeah, I remember and I that. Can, I can and I always used to mess up New York. I always used to say U Nork. Yeah, well, I'm going to college in U Nork now, so uh, good thing you helped me learn how to say it. Yeah, 
yeah well, well it's kind of crazy I, I mean i'm in i'm in bellingham washington and you're in you're in just north north e, northwest of new york yeah yeah wow so we're both at... so how many miles away do you think we are oh you know probably around 2600 yeah wow probably around that that far that's quite something. We just finished. My father and I just finished driving. Oh, your, his your, son, my your brother. Father? Yeah, our father. Our... See, people give me shit for this. <laughs> people, people, people give me shit for this. It's like I'm not trying to steal him. <laughs> like my sisters, you know, our sisters. See, there what we go. The hell, I'm caught man. in this. Come on, in this dilemma. What? I'm not trying to steal our sisters from you when I say that they're my well, sisters you... because they're my sisters as well. Yeah. It's neither here nor uh, there. You, you're trying to steal them, but uh, I'll, I'll let you say that you're doing otherwise. Okay. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the time difference between New York and um, Bellingham, no one's going to believe that bullshit anyways. They're just going to hear it here first. Yeah. I just turned off a fan. They're going to say EST. That's a load of crock shit. What? What are you talking about? I'm just saying because the time zones. Oh, yeah. They're going to say they, they trust they trust PST a lot more. Atlantic time or Eastern time? It's Eastern time. What am I saying? Yep. EST doesn't stand for Atlantic. Well, so t- tell me about your time in New York. What have you seen? What have you smelled? More importantly. Um, well, right now I'm actually reminded of Seattle, um, uh, because it's raining all the time up here. Um, just raining Damn. a lot, and uh, I smell it in the rain. There's a there's a scent called petrichor. I think it's a petrichor, yeah, or sensation called petrichor, which is like pavement. I think after it freshly rained. Um, yeah, that's a, that's the word of the day right there, petrichor. That's my, it's it's my favorite scent because it's. The air is like crispy, you know, it's just like perfect. But I went to the library today to take class on Zoom, which is never have thought that I'd be saying that a year ago today. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a weird combination of things. Exactly. Yeah. But I went to the library to take class on my way back. I was I had an umbrella and I just get back into the staircase of my dorm. And these three like total chads like walk in the door. Like the typical, like built like the the thumb dudes from Spy Kids, kind of with the Letterman jackets. No, no, no. They they had like their sports team hoodies on, but it's the same thing. It's just yeah, it's the uh, same. It's the same shit. Nothing against them. Nothing against. Of course not. No. Nothing against them outright, but but we're just painting the picture. Yeah, they they fed into the stereotype because one of them said, "Oh, nice umbrella." Like as they're going down the stairs, they're oh, like, no. nice umbrella. And they walk up, you like, know you're losing that umbrella. Torrential downfall. Like it's like monsoon season up here, and these dudes are going out in a hoodie and shorts and like slides, <laughs> like like it's summertime. And they're like nice, nice umbrella. Like okay, nice umbrella. By the way, <laughs> it's almost November. Yeah. By the way, if that even is your real name, exactly. It's like, dude. I'm sorry, I want to be dry. What's the big deal? What's your big agenda? You just want to go out and get wet all the time? 
Yeah, like what are you walking around like waiting for a like a, a car wash? I don't get it. I don't get it. All three of them just walked out. They didn't even have a hat on. They they didn't even put up their hoods. They're they're anarchists. Yeah, oh, speaking of anarchists, um, I consider myself an anarchist. Oh, really? Uh, I th- yeah. Why don't we stay right now? Um, yeah. Um, and in the in the Call of Duty game, they said, no, you know, the enemies, they're a radical group of anarchists that seek to dis- violently destroy power. Mm-hmm. But that's, okay, that's so... just a straight-up misrepresentation of what anarchism is. Okay, so tell, tell me what anarchism is uh, then, because uh, I'm curious. Because the first impression I that I no... get is absolute chaos, but... No, you. Yeah, it is fitting, but I don't think that's what it um what it means. Well, it's interesting when you go through these terms like communism and socialism and how like politically charged they are, and like how it's just all like, you know, it's it, when you think of America, you, you got. When I think of America, I think of like a sixty-five-year-old woman sitting in a in a seventies pool chair on her on her stoop in front of her house, in front of her manufactured home, mm-hmm. um, yelling at things that don't exist. Like communism and socialism, and, you know, they got the political yard signs, and that, but, but Americans, they're just, they're, they are, for better or for worse, hyper-opinionated, a product of their times, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's something that you see is like, but I, I just want to start the conversation with like, like terms like communism and socialism. Like, what do you feel about those terms? And like, like, what do you feel America feels about those terms? Um, I, you know, that's interesting because in general, I think that America thinks that um, communism and socialism are just like really bad things outright. And while I haven't mm-hmm. fully drawn my opinion on it, um, I definitely see the benefit for for many socialist policies. Um, but I haven't I haven't uh, found any outright benefit to communist policy. Um, I've never I've never heard of any examples of successful communist societies or um, uh, you know with what 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 we have going on. Right now, I mean, I don't know what that's a product of. If it's communism or, or corrupt government, I don't really know what to think about it. Um, because it's interesting. That's another interesting question um, about a dominant ideology and whether or not that is what is causing societal problems that you see in a specific country. I'm really glad that you touched on that. I feel like that's that's incredibly important because, and then uh, to add on to what you said earlier. Um, communism and socialism um how you, you say that they, they sort of get a little bit of a bad rap well i would agree with you yeah um but also i would also say that a lot of people seem to think that they're the same thing oh yeah no they, that they're that, incredibly growing up, similar i used to think they were the same thing but um they're not yeah and and i don't i don't um consider myself um either of those two things but but there's so much misinformation about them and all these labels that people put on themselves and other people to make them feel better, or to make them feel like they're included and all this stuff and that. Yeah. It's, it's just a big mess. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. But to come I, back. I think, 
I, I don't on. think I, I follow a, a specific ideology um, of anything. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I advocate, you know, for, I, I mean, I don't advocate, but I, what I believe is that, like, I believe in fr- uh, free market capitalism to an extent. Um, I believe that um, a well-managed economy which is completely unlike the one that we're in now that has um, a lot of flaws that um, like our economy coincides with our politics. Like it's almost like separation of church and state, but with um, lobbyists, lobbies, lobbyists and all of that jazz put together. So I think there's flaws there, but I think we can, we can definitely make a free market uh, capitalist economy work with, with regulations and but i also see benefits in socialist policies which is kind of like the, some regulations um i i'm not too well versed on on communist ideologies but um the ones that i have seen i, I particularly agreed with so yeah and so now my next question to you is can i shoot you can you shoot me yeah, can I shoot you? That's the essence of American debate oh. now. If you if you don't disagree, or if you disagree with oh, someone I hate else, that, man. Oh, can can you can you shoot no. them? You know, can you can you attack them? Can I you... just I... no. Yeah, no. I I totally see what you're saying there because it's like it's crazy how how and, and you're gonna see it in Borat how it highlights that Borat subsequent movie. Interesting. I oh my God, so Borat! But um, I'll wait for you to see it. But it, so, you know, I, I, there will be yeah, other times. It's so divided, our country right now. It's just, I don't remember it being this bad as a kid. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't engage in philosophic or political discussion back when I was five. But I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. It, it It's so crazy right now. It's like. Everybody's got their their teeth to each other's neck. I don't even know if that's a that's a phrase that you that is said. Just go on, just keep on moving. We just coined yeah. it. It's, well, every you can't you can't disagree with people because because now if you disagree with someone, you're evil and, and it's and dangerous. You're the devil, or or you know you're you're a pig, or or you know whatever people throw whatever terms people throw can't. Dis- but it's more it's more sinister than that no. too. If you disagree with someone, it's a deep hatred that that people will have for you now. Yeah, that's true. But if you disagree mm-hmm. with someone, especially the alt right or the far mm-hmm. right, um, their ideology is based on causing harm, causing violence. They're very open mm-hmm. about this. They're very clear that that's that's what their that group of people is is setting out to do. And, and uh, you know, I saw a video recently, yesterday, of a, a guy in Woodenville. This is really close to home. Yeah, you know Woodenville. Woodenville. It's like, when you talk about Seattle, you think, oh, you know, Seattle, Lake Forest Park, Shoreline, Bothell. Tacoma. You know. It... Yeah, Tacoma further. Yeah. And then uh, you think uh, Briar, Montlake Terrace. And then Woodenville comes in there. And th- so this is just right next to our hometown. But a man in Woodenville... Um, I think some wo- some water splashed on him or was thrown on him. It's unclear. 
um, apparently a lot of cameras were recording the incident, but are currently police mm-hmm. evidence. Um, but anyway, he ended up pulling his gun on someone after wow. an argument. And I was like, wow, you know, like the fact that he felt like that, that, he could do that and that he would be safe. That I, th- I feel like that's such an interesting and such a scary, but also such an interesting aspect of our politics that that people feel like they are able to and not only that but also kill people that they disagree with i feel like there's there's a lot of nuance that is worthless yeah when it comes to that there's a lot a lot of people say you know oh you know you have your opinion i have mine and and yes yes that's more or less true but when you're threatening someone that's not your opinion that's that's an action there's nothing, nothing subjective about that. What I don't that. like about that, I have my opinion, you have yours, kind of discussion. Um, cause tell me, it's going off of what you're saying, and I might lose track, but I'm gonna try and stay on track. Um, like, like for free market capitalism that's regulated or whatever. I, I guess I advocate for a free market of ideas too, you know. And say, well, mm-hmm. you have your opinion, and I have mine. That's that's just going to cut off any discussion, you know. That's that's not having an open mind. That's not critically, you know. Well, of course. To 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 say that is to to assume that your ideas are right uh, in your mind, but you don't know if those ideas. Yes. Which is the delusion. delusion. You have to be open for your ideas to change, and you know, I yes. I've struggled with that myself, but I'm trying to be better at just, you know, really looking at everything that I see and not and that's, that's all that you can do. And that's all that know? matters. And that's something I think is absent now because social media, especially, um, is just dry, like feeling that fire on both ends. I really don't like yeah. it. I really, I want to get rid of it. That that's why if some if someone that I if I if someone that I don't know says let's agree to disagree I say no, fuck you coward let's talk about yeah. it yeah come on, you know but I, I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. tell him that I'm just gonna think that I'm gonna be like you're 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 I, acting yeah, very cowardly I, I, I have trouble I I agree with what you're saying I I think people should discuss their ideas what I don't like is is when people um disagree with each other or see something they don't like on Instagram and and they unfollow that person. I don't, I don't like seeing oh, yeah. then you just create a bubble of people that that you know you all agree with and then everybody everybody just um posts whatever whatever it is that they they want to post about and and they get yeah. admiration or or you know approval for doing that but it's not it's not a discussion about it's not a discussion with the people you you disagree with you're you're just preaching to the choir yeah no i understand but i think at this at this stage of the discussion it's important to make distinctions for people who are listening that that we we don't we don't mean that it's a bad thing to unfollow people that cause you pain or or have ideas that that frighten you or or cause you to lose sleep or even just ideas that you disagree with but but that it's a the conscious choice to unfollow someone after you've been engaging in you know debate with them and 
it it's it's sort of like moral cowardice really but i mean of course it's just it's just every it's up to everyone's individual taste and in, in whether or not to do that but it, you know i like for example on instagram i i still follow people from my high school that are incredibly bigoted in their in their views and only only get their news from what the news is the news structure the news media structure and and this is what's interesting and this is another conversation is like the news in and of itself like if something calls itself news has it already failed in providing you on you know of course no piece of information can be unbiased um but if something calls itself news has it already failed in in trying to produce a product that is has as little bias as possible what do you think about that i think we can always search for that i think there are um plenty of um news places on on the internet that are that are unbiased or that say that they're unbiased but i think there can be an ideology there or or a train of thought where people who run those sites are like oh we're unbiased so we're better than than both sides or or I think there's there yeah. can be an elitism that can come from that, but I think it's something that is possible. Oh, yeah. It just takes a lot to work towards, and I think the system of of unfollowing people you disagree with is is not contributing to. I, I think, um, you know, like if you get in an argument with someone, like, do you really deep down do you like if you disagree with them? Do you really think that they're a terrible person like there are terrible people out there but do you really think deep down that that there's evil person all around i don't think that way no no i don't think that way either i i think it depends on what they're talking about and how they're talking about it but in in general no no i i think there's an interesting question that i don't have the answer to but it's a question that i have um about you know, because cause we're all born human. Unless, you know, you're you're like the lizard people in the White House. Uh, no. Yeah. Who crawl up in the pipes and, and cause men to turn into women. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you... If you... I, I totally got thrown off by my lizard joke. Um Oh, you had a question we're all you wanted to ask, human, right? And we're all born into different environments. And, you know, how much of that, how much are we products of our environment versus products of ourselves? You know, how much do we, how much are we influenced by our environment that we grow up in? And how much can we choose ourselves to be, you know? And, and some people like, oh, I want to bring up Borat subsequent movie film you're gonna see some people in that movie that that say some pretty ridiculous things but you're also going to see them doing a lot of things that that you may do you know like just normal things and and it just gives you this unique perspective that although our our country is so divided there are so many commonalities that we have with everyone that i think the media that profits off of differences wants us to ignore that is such a good point. That needs to sit mm-hmm. for just a second. Okay. So 
but going back and using that point, that wonderful point that mm-hmm. you came up with to say, no, you know, maybe, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try as hard as I can. Of course, it's not always going to be possible or you, you don't want to be pulling your hairs out trying to win mm-hmm. every online battle or every, or every discussion. Cause where is that going to get you? It's just going to lead to disappointment and just, it's, it's a waste of your life. You just, you can't, you can't, pick every battle and you can't win every battle sometimes you just have to let that person go Mm -hmm. but but taking that point and knowing how common people are i feel like that's something that i've done in my life in discussions with people and finding common ground and the fact that finding common ground is a lot easier than people think it's so easy like, for example, if you have someone that's talking to you about abortion and, and the person that's talking about abortion, they're like, oh, you know, I don't I don't agree with abortion. You know, of course, they're you know, they might be a man, which comes mm-hmm. with its own set of ironies. But 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 that's that's only apparent to us. That's only apparent to, you know, you know I'm making an assumption about what you believe. But well, but I'm just right I'm saying, you know, maybe if we're on the same side, delve into that. Yeah, let's delve into that topic. <laughs> Why not? Well, you know what I think I is is, is that nothing's off. Yeah, nothing's off limits as long as you approach it with mm-hmm. the sensitivity that's appropriate for the topic. Because you know, a lot of people on the right get this wrong. They say they say about things. They're like, you know, nothing's off limits. I should be able to say the N word, or I should be able to say all these words and, and stuff, and and then people are going to take me seriously. It's like, no, people are not going to take you seriously. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, you're an insensitive prick. Fuck off. They're going to say, you're saying those words and you're you're white and you you have no sense of the history behind what that word means, the different iterations of it. But anyway, that's that's another topic in and of itself. You're putting a lot on the table, but I don't know how much I I can stomach. A lot of talk about. I'm going all in. I'm going all in. This is my brother right here. He knows what he's talking about. But but back to the topic of a <laughs> yeah. back to the topic of abortion and how it's easy to find common ground. Okay, I want to yeah. say one more thing. Um, so if someone comes to you and they're like, you know, I I just I really disagree with abortion. I think abortion is fundamentally wrong. I think it's a murder of an innocent child. And if, and if you say, you know, it's a fetus, then they'll say it's mm-hmm. a murder of an innocent fetus. And you could go back and forth and then the, their conclusion will be, it's a murder. It's wrong. It's mm-hmm. wrong in the eyes of God. And of course yeah. we could go on and talk well, about God, but what I, what I would say in order to find common ground with that is I would say, yeah, if you believe abortion's wrong, that's okay. So let's start, let's start thinking about a practical solution to that increasing access to yeah. contraceptives well so if, if you can help we increase that, access I, to I, contraceptives I, then i i just have a point to make i guess about about it yeah no 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 you're i've been good. taking a lot of air i, I mean your I turn think just on a on abortion alone you know i don't think that um Abortion is a good thing, but I do think that it is a necessary thing. I don't think it is a thing that should not be an option for people to get safely because it is mm-hmm. there are there's so many times where it's just a very sad situation where where that is the best solution. You know what I mean? 
but I don't think it should be the go-to, you know? I think, I think what, like you were saying, proper access to contraceptives and proper access to, to, uh, good sexual education is, is, is crucial. And it's not, it's, it's not a good thing, but it is a necessary thing, you know, like it, and so I, I definitely fully support it, you know. <laughs> There's probably people who clicked off the podcast. Yeah, there, we, but, you and, know, when people are... Yeah, they were like white men talking about no, abortion. But, oh, no. You know, the people who are who are fully against it, you know, like, I know that they mean well, you know, but there's there's some that don't mean well. There's some that really don't mean well and that, that they just like controlling people. But I think a lot of the people who who are against abortion are... You know, just they they really, you know, they really think that it that it's, you know, whatever their reasons are, they, they really believe them, you know, and, and they're really they're really sold into yeah. them and power to them for that, you know, because they, they really mean well through it. I, yeah. I don't think it's because it's such a complicated issue you know, because it's it's a potential baby that we're talking about. It's a potential human life. And so that that's an off the bat really going to get people really supercharged about it. Because can you can you say that last part again? I, I got a call. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's a it interrupted. It's a complicated issue because at the very at the very essence of it, an abortion is you know, and stopping the potential for a human life to happen. And people on both sides get very supercharged about it. You know. Yeah, um, but but one thing I I like to ultimately at the end of the day I I think it it should be the choice of the, of the person who who needs to get the abortion to, to get the abortion I I don't want to stop them from doing that that's not what yeah I'm... yeah um, bodily autonomy um I I, I took a I took a um, ethics class mm-hmm. as part part of my group of group of logic class actually take ethics next semester so nice <laughs> be right. it will challenge you. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't challenge me as much as I thought, but the things it challenged me on, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. But you got to read all the arguments. You have to read them thoroughly and, and, yeah. and, and know the caveats. And, and, and because the, the, one of the big things about ethics, and, and I'm going to talk more about abortion right now, is that in order, to, in order to argue your point, you actually have to give a lot of edge cases, a lot of specific examples um and and make your argument airtight about it otherwise people are going to find a way to weasel out of you know listening to your argument or or t- treating it as Val- as a valid argument yeah and so most of that class is spent reading really long long form arguments and then after that writing your responses to them writing your own arguments about these things so i i think you're going to really enjoy that class if it's taught by a good teacher and taught well like mine was but to the topic of abortion um that's that's their argument to make yeah the the people who who you know want to reduce access to abortions or or whatnot they have a they have a, a lot of ground to make up because you know, that's their argument to make. And from what I've seen, they have not made it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's a subjective opinion. And and so I think that if, if you if you agree, if you say that by at the end of the day, the mother should be able to 
to get the abortion. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I also don't think that people are running around saying, you know, look at me, you know, I'm, I, if I get pregnant, I can just get an abortion. No, that's, that's a simple. Either. I, I'm, I know, I'm, but, but it has to be said. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny how that's a, uh, item of our language. Um, yeah, I just, whenever I talk about it, I just get really sad. It's a sad topic, but it's something that needs to be addressed, you know? And yeah, it, it, it kind of connects to our discussion about, well, that's your opinion and that's my opinion. What, what is, what is the, the solution that is true in reality? You know, how can we find those answers? Um, I, I, we find those through science and, and figure out what the scientific answer is to it. Um, mm-hmm. But also through debate, like what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be enemies to debate. I think that's a common misconception. No, I don't think so. We, we, I think we agree on all the points that we've shared so far. Um, yeah. And, and in fact, further on the topic of that abortion, to just hammer it into the ground. <laughs> because... You know, it's it's seen as one of the most controversial topics for a number of reasons, mostly just because of all the all the different arguments yeah. that have been posed about it. But but let's let's switch over to religion. Well, Why don't we here do we that? Go. This is a let's let's do the triple project. triple whammy. I thought we were talking about Smash Bros all day, man. Oh, don't worry, man. It's just you just hang out with the boys. You play video games. You get tired of the video games, and then what do you do? You do what Socrates did. You talk about philosophy. Yeah. I just had a, a philosophy class today, so. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 12, 15 so my time. We're going to, we're and 12, 15, your time is um, 9, 15, my time. Mm-hmm. But we're going to rip that Band-Aid off right now. What are your thoughts? Religion, go. Oh, man. Okay. Well, um, I'd like to say uh, thank you. Uh, for all the people who are about to leave the podcast for listening. No, yes. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I, you and I weren't really raised with much um, religious influence in our lives. Uh, mm-hmm. We weren't really, we didn't have a guiding religious hand, which I think, which I think is good. I, everyone should be able to draw their own conclusions. A disembodied ethereal hand reaching down from the heavens, guiding our every yeah, move. Yeah, I, I, per- <laughs> I personally am a... That was a joke. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I personally am a strong agnostic that very much leans towards the atheist side. Um, and let me elaborate on that uh, because... Yeah. I think that throughout all of the religious texts, in the world there are some very profound and very great insights into how we should live our lives and and what is what what defines our morals and ethics and and there's some very profound thoughts on that and there's some great lessons that that those texts teach but at the end of the day there's not much proof um in regards to the spiritual aspects of those texts or those religions, you know, there's not much tangible um, evidence for anything. 
And I'm a very logically thinking person. Uh, not to say that people who are religious aren't logical thinkers, but as a logically thinking person who was raised without influence of a religion, I, I can't confidently say that there is the existence of a higher power. I can't deny it's kind of a, a non-falsifiable topic to really discuss, but you know, uh, if there was sufficient proof for anything, I, I, I certainly would bow down to any God that, that was proven to be real. <laughs> yeah. For fear of being exactly. killed. I don't, that, that's, that's my position. Yeah. So there's, there's a lots of different philosophical tools that, that people have used to try to either rationalize or discredit mm-hmm. or, or to, to, to figure out whether or not there is an existence of a higher power. Mm-hmm. One of those tools is, is the burden of proof. Yeah. Um, the burden of proof says that if you make the claim, you got to back it up or no one has to believe you. That's right. And it works something like this. Wes, mm-hmm. I have an alien living in my asshole. <laughs> he would like to talk to you. Okay. And he would like, he, and in order to save the world, mm-hmm. you have to talk to him in great detail about your asshole. Okay. And that's the only way the world will be saved. What would you say then? Uh, I would say good day to you because you obviously need to go to Looney Town. Uh, yeah, no, no. no kidding. But you'd also say, what else would I, you say? I would, I would ask to see this alien that lives in your asshole. I would shake. Exactly. I, I probably wouldn't shake its hand now that I think about it. But mm-hmm. uh, it's very dirty down here. Oh my god! <laughs> I would, I, I would ask for you to prove it, and and I see what point you're making there. <laughs> well, not not dirty down there now. I don't, I, I, I don't care. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to know. Let's go back to religion. <laughs> well, that's for another podcast if they want to know. Yeah, that's the that's the Adult Swim late night. But yeah, <laughs> you would say prove it though, right? Well, wasn't hey, that wild? That was wild. I'm so sorry. Uh, I got a phone call, and the entire recording session just collapsed. <laughs> so we're back. I totally forget what we're talking about. But we only we only stopped talking for about two minutes while I tried to figure out what the heck was actually going on. So we're back. so we're breaking records here. The first podcast with four different people in it. The first <laughs> podcast recorded in two separate times. Mm-hmm. The first podcast with a relative or family member. Yeah, I know. And the longest distance between two people recording a podcast on. Let's save it for the podcast. Is is anyone writing this down? Uh, well, I think maybe uh, last guess Andrew Edwards was about equidistant, so we'll have to Google Maps it and see who was closer. Yes, so I'm, I'm eager to claim that title. Yeah, we'll give you the blue ribbon for now. It's a pending. Okay. Uh, <laughs> write this down. We need a bookkeeper. I mean, I don't have much of a budget for staff, but um, you know. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we were talking about. Wow. We what were talking we- about religion. And if there was an alien yeah. in my ass crack yeah. that said that you needed to talk to him about your ass crack by tomorrow, let's say. And if you didn't do that, the world was going to explode. Okay, cool. Uh, I, just want, I just want our viewers to imagine the, two, the, 
the two minute gap real quick between um, when the recording stopped and when um, it started again, where I was just screaming, no, God damn it. No. What happened? <laughs> Cause I was, so, I was in, so enjoying this discussion and I thought the entire recording just disappeared. So oh. um, anyways, the, the alien in your, I, I would say that the burden of proof is definitely on you. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think the alien in an asshole in the asshole is not a completely accurate uh, example. It, it is like a kind of hysteric, funny answer or, or example of that. But I think with the question of religion, it's something that's much more deeply ingrained and is what used to structure our society entirely oh, yeah. um, back in the day, so to speak lessons that people have taken with them and passed down through generations it's mm-hmm. part of our culture it's if we can of, if we even have a culture human, which is really. a different def- discussion yeah it's part of being human really um is the sense of religion and by religion i mean what uh well not religion i'm not going to say religion i i'm going to say it's part of being human to have a set of ideas or believed to be facts about how the world works. Yeah. I think, I think we all, the world I agree. is so confusing. We all want to understand it. We all seek to understand it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a universal thing. But oh, religion yeah. is complicated because there's a lot of things that have come about in the past century or last 400 years or more that have pointed in the direction of religion, maybe not being the most feasible thing. Um, so it, it, there is definitely the burden of proof there, but at the same time, it hasn't been proven to be untrue. So that that's kind of where I stand as being open to it. Although I do, yeah. I do completely agree with the burden of proof there. Um, so then, so then, just just as an exercise, yeah. Um, are you open to the idea of there being an alien in my asshole? No, because that is a that could, that problem could be solved with an X-ray. You know, that problem yeah. could be solved very quickly. I mean, it'd be very gross and uncomfortable for the both of us. Um, but I'm either not willing or not able to prove it. Mm. Well, you are able to prove it because it's an alien that's supposedly in your butthole. But that's true. But let's say let's say that upon me trying to prove it from me trying to coerce him to come out, that in fact he vanishes. Mm -hmm. Well, then I wouldn't believe you. But what I'm saying here is in the question of religion. Um. There's the topic of salvation. There's the topic of higher power that exists. And those, those questions are, are kind of non-falsifiable, which leads me to not believe in it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what's going to happen after you die um, exactly, you know? Yep. I have a few theories that I could even go into about what happens, but nobody knows for certain. And it's kind That's of ridiculous true. to say that you know exactly what happens because nobody knows. It could be cold nothingness it could be it could be heaven it could be salvation but you don't know because we we there's no way for us to really 
answer. And yes. that leads me to kind of believe that it's um, the most scientific and accurate answer uh, we should go with theoretically. But um, and, and wait, just to be clear, um, what, is, what do you believe is the most scientific and accurate answer? I don't know. The, the I, religion that has been presented thus far? No. I, I as, as fun as I think it is to believe that there is um, an afterlife, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that there is. I think, yeah. I think being a human at this point in time specifically is such a lucky thing to be gifted with. I mean, could you imagine if we were born as sheep? Yeah, or, or whatever, you know? Like, I think it's such a gift, and to, I think that we should cherish it while we have it. Oh, yeah. It's such a beautiful thing to be human. And I think we should live our lives as much as to the fullest as we can and try to get out of it with as little regrets as possible. Because at the end of the day, you never know. If there is a heaven or not, so mm-hmm. why the heck are you running around um, uh, hoping for the next life to be better when you can work towards making your life that you have now be the best? Exactly. And, and to be clear, I, I'm an outspoken critic of religion. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't also love what I criticize. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize the importance and the history of religion in in the in well, our country and in, in the world it at, at the very core uh religion is such a beautiful thing it's there's it's so touching the the stories that that exist in in the bible and and, and the quran and in in and all the other holy texts i'm i'm sounding like i'm ignorant by not being able to list anymore <laughs> but yeah there's just so many touching stories from it um, it's so it's it's so interesting because I was about to say just the opposite. Oh, <laughs> I was about to go in and 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 talk about why I distrust it. Oh, and okay, please do. And why while I respect people, I respect I respect people who believe in it, but I don't respect their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is a the distinction that I feel like is very important um, because. You know, a lot of people who are Bible thumpers in the United States are largely ignorant about their own religion. Um, mm. And a lot, especially people from the far right. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're very quick to say things like, okay. oh, if you're transgender, then you really are. You should really be called by your dead name and you should really be um, the gender that you were assigned at birth. I'm trying to be very careful with these terms, but mm. but that's what that's what people say. Um and so that's a level of insensitivity um, that they, at the same time, balk at whenever people use it to criticize religion. Hmm. So it's it's a classic example yeah. of them saying to well, other let's people, be not to not to um, overgeneralize. Overgeneralize, yeah. Of course not. But what I'm saying is, these are some arguments I'm going, that you I'm, have heard. Yeah, um, and I'm going to use that to say to to tie it together. And, and say how I, I believe religion is dangerous mm-hmm. in that regard. Because, and especially because it galvanizes opinion about specific things and causes 
irreparable harm to marginalized groups that are mentioned in the texts. Mm. If you go to the street and ask someone, what does the Bible say about gay marriage? What does the Bible say Mm -hmm. about gay people? What does it say about transgender people? Virtually no one will be able to tell you. And that's the thing about religion is, is it is used as a tool historically um, in Nazi Germany, in dictatorships in, in Europe, mm-hmm. in the Soviet Union, before it was the Soviet Union, and during. It's used as a tool to subvert the masses and to, to get them to believe certain things about humanity and to c- confuse the belief that those things are given down from God that those things are universal truths. But yet, when you ask people, what does the Bible say? The, the only source, the only source, of course, there's, there's the Ten Commandments. Um, mm. But the, the only true to God source of any information that you can get from religion and what religion teaches and, and what information contained therein is by and large sacred texts, the holy books, that includes the Quran and the Bible. And if you ask anyone who's or religious, the Pope. well, yeah, the if, Pope. If, yeah, if you are uh, Catholic. Yes. But uh, kind of going off that point, unless you wanted to finish up your point. Well, just, just a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little bit more. Religion has been used as a tool to justify horrible things. Mm-hmm. And the only defense against that, it has, the only defense against that is either clarification of the religious text saying this is not, this is not what religion really is. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a, a, a travesty. This is misreading of the book or, or whatnot. But what I have to say about that is why should misreading a book lead to so much chaos mm-hmm. and death and destruction mm-hmm. why why should that even be in the question yeah. why are we reading an old book and why are we making decisions about what's in an old book and not an old book plus some new books mm-hmm. that, that's all i have to say really about i mean i have more yeah. to say but for now yeah I, I i agree with some of the things you say there um i it's very very complicated it's a lot to dissect, so I'm trying my best here. Um, I definitely think that there's some flawed thinking uh, that you've pointed out um, about about religion, you know. And there's some questions that I get that I get that I ask myself, like um, about how some people, you know, sorry, I dropped something. <laughs> Oh, some people disregard parts of the holy text that is the Bible or 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 whatever that they believe in because they don't let's not to date with um, what is currently accepted or what is currently, you know, proven true. But I will say that I some of my very best friends, some of my most dearest friends are religious and I, you know, I don't agree with them on, on some things that they say, but at the end of the day. I I still love them wholly 
and I still, you know, seek to ask questions. I'm always asking questions of them and I'm always welcoming their ideas and thoughts and, and really trying to analyze them and where they come. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I am smarter than them. I don't think that I am more correct than them because uh, at the end of the day, we, we just really don't know um, everything there is. Yeah, but exactly. And I have friends like that as mm-hmm. well. And, and I deeply respect them as people and, and the things that they've done and how, how, especially, how, especially, and this is a, this is a positive. This is a rare thing you'll mm-hmm. find from me. It's just how, not only how gracious people who are religious are, but, but just how peaceful they seem to be mm-hmm. in, in, in how they go about their life. And of course, this is another generalization, but that's, that's what I've seen. That's my experience. I'm allowed to say it. But in, 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 in anyone who is religious, I respect the person and I respect their right to believe what they wish to believe, but I do not respect the belief. Okay. I, I, I feel like that that is a very important distinction. I um, yeah. That that it, and it's not it's not disparaging to the person. Mm-hmm. It it just it just says. Yeah, I disagree with you. But at the end, and of if the, you if you wish to talk about it, at the end, come and talk yeah, to me. At the end of the day, you acknowledge, however, that they are human, and that they are not lesser than you just because you you don't agree with an idea that they have. Of course, of course, that that's what occurs. And first. that's exactly I mean, that goes back to the problem that that I was having. We demonize people who who we don't agree with, and that's a horrible thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it leads to blind affiliation, and this is this is why I'm such an outspoken critic of religion. Um, because if a religious leader, for example, says that they dislike gay people. Mm-hmm. What what are you going to see? They're a religious leader. They influence a lot of people. They're they're you know, the, and again, with, not even again, but just to just to say, all the different versions of the Bible and all the different versions of these holy texts. Th- it's not just one version that's been translated and retranslated. Mm-hmm. That happened quite a bit. There's you know, plenty of different versions. There's shortened editions that leave out things. Mm-hmm. There's the New King James Version. There's so many different versions of the Bible. And if you look historically at the changes that were made by people who are not connected with God in, in a way where that, that is provable, or in a way that it was originally asserted in the text of the Bible, mm-hmm. then, then you, you'll start to see how religion has changed and how the Bible cannot claim to assert that God was the cause of those changes, but rather that humans took the Bible, edited out parts that they either didn't like or didn't deem socially acceptable, and presented it to fellow humans as the word of God, mm-hmm. which is disingenuous, dishonest, but people have been doing it throughout history. And so that's just one of the many reasons why I, I, I don't respect religion, but I have an extreme respect for people who... Mm-hmm hold religious beliefs and and because because there's no point in in disrespecting them it's 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 rude it's 
it serves no purpose. Mm-hmm. And and I, that's I never want to come across as that because that's just that's not even seeking to find truth and meaning. If someone comes to me tomorrow, or the day after that, or any time, and tells me, I got a message from God. God told me something. I'm going to listen to them. Mm. I'm going to internalize that message. And and I'm going to I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to to rationalize it. I'm just going to hear them out. I'm going to, you know, let them say what they have to say. And then I'll make my own decision without hurting them, without telling them what I think subjectively about whether or not they actually did. It's just it's it's a, it's a matter of human decency. Let's talk about that. Let's lead into the next part. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about what it means to be a decent and nice person? Um, well, one of the thoughts I, I got while you were talking was um, that I, I respect everyone who is, who is, it's kind of uh, paradoxical, but I respect everyone who is respectful to others. You know, there's, if you're mm-hmm. callous about what you believe in or, or you die on a hill for a belief that you have. See, I'm so happy you brought this up. Then, Keep on going. Um, I don't really, I don't disrespect you, but it's hard for me to, it's hard for you to earn your respect at, at that point because it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta keep an open mind about everything. Even the most, even the most strongest beliefs that you have, you have to keep an open mind about and really compare the ideas that are presented to you every day and really think just be asking questions all the time that that is what i always say always be asking questions never sell yourself to an idea um just because it looks it looks cool or or whatever you always got to be asking questions i totally agree in my class a couple of class sessions ago in my the african-american experience um the teacher had slides that were showing information about black history. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the slides, the teacher used a, a particular word to describe African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not a word that would strike anyone right now as offensive, but a student raised the concern that this, this may actually be offensive. Um, and so the word was blacks. Mm-hmm. It was the plural of black, and it was used to describe, you know, the different accomplishments that blacks had. And man, and, you're not making it easy you know, to have a have an uncharged conversation today, are you? No, not at all. I mean, I hope you weren't sitting. I hope you weren't sitting on the couch watching no, TV. You're, make, you're making it hard today, man. Yeah, th- I I want to challenge. Oh. I aim to challenge myself, and I aim to challenge everyone I talk to because I know they can yeah. handle it. <laughs> You're getting in hot water. But anyways, man. yeah, hot water. It's... But the but that's that's just it. That's that's what I like about you going out there and creating this podcast is because you're you're willing to explore these topics and talk about mm. them. And I and since I'm your brother, I can say you have a, you have a, you know you have a sensitivity toward these yeah. issues because I I've, I've always known you growing up, so it's a unique lens that I yeah. like. But anyways, in the in the lecture, 
the teacher used the term blacks to describe African-Americans and black people. And then a student pointed out, you know, isn't that a little bit sort of dismissive? Um, And pointed out that she had heard um, that black scholars don't prefer to use that term anymore Mm -hmm. to describe black people because it sort of lumps them all in and it conveys a sort of derogatory feeling to the Mm -hmm. word. What do you have to say about that? Because because the teacher then said, yeah, no, I, I totally see that. And then the, the class seemed to agree. And I, I agree. I think it's it is slightly outdated. Um, I think. This is what I think. I think that we need to have a radical push away from identity politics. And I think we need to have a radical push towards individualism. And still acknowledge our our heritage and cultural, um, you know, upbringing. But I don't think that we should be defining people um, by their race or 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 anything like that. You know, and it makes me. I think in the current climate that it's not immediately untoward to use blacks as a plural um just because of the other examples that that are used like say with like asian people or or white people being terms you know you don't immediately Mm -hmm. um see someone who's caucasian and say oh there's my norwegian friend or there's my danish friend you say that my white friend yeah i think it's a it's a, a more or less efficient, you know, form of language, but I really don't know how I feel at the end of the day. I don't know. I don't know what, how I feel about that because I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not the, the guiding expert on race politics here, Sam. So yeah, neither am I, but I, I just, I want to say that I was pretty moved by that. I was like, you know, seeing the different way that the Trump administration, you know, uses that the, that word blacks, it, it, it just it, it's just sort of an tone, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tone, oh, yeah. I, I've met um, black people at my college who who refer to members of the Afri- African-American or, or black community as blacks when they're talking about plural black people. And mm-hmm. there's no derogatory uh term there it's not, not of course not it's all in the it's intent all, and it's the, all in who uses it it's and the how inflection they use of the word that matters i think you could i think you could use that with almost any term and and if you have a a, yeah. a bad inflection um on it then then it's going to sound derogatory you know? yeah and i'm not advocating for a crusade or and i'm certainly not saying people shouldn't be allowed to say it and or that they should be charged with a crime. But, but what I am saying is that given the, the current historical context, it sort of feels like it's falling out of fashion. And I think that's a good mm-hmm. thing because w- when, when you say that, when you say the words black people, it has a weight to mm-hmm. it that, that gives it recognition in the sense that it wasn't always given recognition mm-hmm. for it, It's, I think, I think that if someone describes it as that, bringing up the conversation, 
it's it's a much more positive light and a much more you know proportionate way to talk about a much more justified way to talk about these issues Mm -hmm. i that's 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 what i mean you know i i know no no no. i'm not saying that that you think that i don't put that you don't know what i mean i'm just saying is that's what i mean I say, I think we yeah. need a radical push towards individualism and focus on the individual as opposed to, uh, well, what race are you? What, what do you believe? I, oh, I think that you reminded me of what yeah, I was going to uh, say. Me, okay. Yeah. Okay. Your, your turn well, first. I, if we, if we go by these dividing lines in the sand and we, if we run our lives this way, it's not going to turn out well. Because I think every person has a unique experience and box them away is just such a sad thing to do when, when really you could be learning about what is individual to this person, what is unique about this person that you're talking to. And mm-hmm. of course, there's going to be commonalities um, among different groups of people, but that shouldn't be is what... Um, is that it shouldn't be what uh, defines us i think and that's we, we're kind of defining yeah, it, each other as these terms instead of um not i think which is what we should yeah and the very that's so important the very first thing that my teacher had us watch for that class was a you know mm-hmm. a documentary about race and how basically the conclusion of that documentary was that race is a social construct. Oh. And, and I, I want to I word this um, the way I heard it. Um, was, what did it say? It said that people from groups that are traditionally viewed as being the same race, and this is a scientific conclusion, people from groups that are traditionally viewed to be the same race actually have more genetic diversity than than like so let me rephrase that again sorry (laughs) editing time people one person from a race one person who is seen wow i'm having a hard time one person who is typically described as being a certain race is more genetically different from someone of their own race than from someone of a different race. Really? Yeah, I'm going to say it again. Uh A person who is typically seen as a certain race is more genetically different than someone from their own race than from someone from a different race. Well, how does that work out? It has to do with how humans and that's a really good question it has to do with how humans express their traits genetically the 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 pigmentation of the skin the way that eyes nose mouth and ears look those those all vary pretty dramatically Mm -hmm. but what we find is that it's not an innate function of relatedness biologically speaking it's just the way that those traits express themselves and show up and that's a really unfortunate fact about humanity. And you, you can look it up. You can do the research. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but but the reason I bring that up is because you you're saying we need to move closer to individualism and I'm saying yes you're absolutely right we need to move to a place where we see calling someone as a certain race as the bullshit mm-hmm. that it is which is that it's it's it is a social construct yeah, that well, serves harm. I, I don't know if it if it completely serves harm because it does have some function um have, yeah and i, and I, I do want to talk about races, that right people of certain races um come they, everybody everybody from a different race like different groups around the world all have different cultural experiences and and different things that are common among them and uh you know it's just it's it's we can't outright stop using those words because those those don't immediately just connect not. to you know what physical features you have it it connects to your cultural upbringing it connects to yeah what songs you liked as a kid or, or or what traditions you have it's much broader than just race and i the, yeah. the focus needs to be brought away from race and towards individualism like i said before i'm i'm just repeating but you get what yeah and and i and i'm cyclically mm-hmm. saying that i agree um, by saying that we cannot escape from the fact that we have mm-hmm. to talk about race, that it's a, that it, it is a problem, the ra- race mm-hmm. itself. But we cannot escape from our history as well. That historically, race as a concept was created. Eugenics as a horrific genocidal concept mm-hmm. was created. That sterilized and brutally controlled people that were seen to be of a different race that were seen to be related to people who looked like them when in reality that wasn't the case but so while we do need to go toward a more individual society i think we can't do that yet and we may never be able to do it we can try to do it we can act we can act like we're trying to do it but we can't ignore the history and the present too about how people how racism exists how it's alive and well, and how, yes, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be an issue, but it, it, historically it has been, and it still is. And so ideally, no, it shouldn't be an issue. But because of its history, and because of the fact that it is continuing to this day and perpetuated by systems, that means that there always will be that element. And so it's really unfortunate. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a a betrayal or like it's like a defeat it's like realizing this it's like wow how do we talk about these issues how do we reconcile these two things together how 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 do we make progress real social progress and help marginalized groups when you we know that race is not real and so i feel like that term going back to that term blacks i feel like in that context, in the context of living your life and trying to make the world a better place for marginalized groups, I feel like the conscious choice of language is super important. And so that, that's, that's why I totally stand by that. And I'm like, you know, that's an action I mm-hmm. can take to try and fix that problem, to try to, to help. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a very good thought. 
really yeah, enjoying it's talking been with crazy. you. Crazy. I'm about just about exhausted from all of these um topics that we've talked about. Uh, just yeah. Wow, what a what a thrill discussion. Um, I don't even know what to say. It's it's just been really good talking yeah, with you. It's really you, good you know? to to hear your voice again and to talk to you and to anyone listening. Uh, this is just two like-minded brothers having a conversation at the end of the day. You know, you may disagree with anything that we've said. Yeah. And, you know, I urge you, uh, reach out to me about it. Yeah, send me an email at samuel.brown.me at gmail.com if you feel like anything I said could be corrected or or if you want to have a discussion or if you anything really if you have any mm-hmm. concerns about what i said or so that that's the way you contact me uh, now well, it's your turn you, Wes. if you already have a, a connection to me then um then you can reach out to me how you're connected to me but uh i think on anchor there's a way to submit things like a, a voice memo or something a recording so if you have the anchor app then you can do if not, you can email me at westmartinbrown at gmail.com uh, to reach out to me about anything you want to say, anything at all. If you want to even come on the podcast, sure, let me know. Uh, we can hopefully sort that out. But what a what an interesting discussion we've had today. Um, thank you. What a good time, too, talking, talking soul to soul, mm-hmm. person to person. And and uh, if you if you ever get to the point where you start having the same people on again, yeah, I'm your man. If yeah, that's what of you should want, I'll have you on again. Um, uh, regardless, thank you for listening uh, to this episode of Let's Save It for the Podcast with my dear brother Samuel. Brown. And, Woo! Um, I don't know what that noise was, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Tune in for next time. Maybe it'll be more charged political commentary, or maybe it'll just be another discussion about Smash Brothers or pizza. But regardless, yeah. Well, we could have talked about that more. <laughs> ride, uh, and I will catch you next time. I'll see you next Thanks, time. Thanks, brother. Sam. Love you. Bye bye. I love you.